Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello Kuhn and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. My name is Jello Kuhn, along with Zach. Like I said, is a shock factor. You know, it, it's even less like shocking because of the other co-host's name's. I know. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, <laughs> you know, she's probably be a little more specific. Right. It, 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 well, the problem is I've never given a more specific name. Zach without an H. There you go. Yes, Zach with a C. Yes. Well, they both have a C. Oh crap! You're right. It's like all rectangles are not squares, but all squares are rectangles. Yeah, it's tough. Three letter Zach versus four letter Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach with a little extra is, yes. is the other Zach. There you go. I'm minimalistic. You're minimalism, Zach. And he's yeah. a little more to love Zach. <laughs> so it should it should be shocking, but yeah, like pronunciation wise probably didn't shock anyone. But I'm excited to talk about my favorite series everyone loves to hate, yes. SAO. Yeah, we're going to be reviewing Sword Art Online. Uh, what did I call this thing? An Aria of a Starless Night. Yeah, progressive. Progressive. It, but then the first part of the progressive, because I guess there's going to be three movies, is Aria of a Starless Night. Yes. Uh, yep. I'm excited to trash it. Hell yeah. But also praise it for some parts. There you go. Well, before we do that, we got to do our typical. What have you been watching? Uh, Have you heard of this cool movie called Sword Art Online Progressive? Oh, man. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's what I've been watching. It uh, took a month and a half. It was quite a slog. Do a minute a day? Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be bold. It was like, I don't know, how long is a TikTok? That's the the generational attention span. (laughs) 20 seconds. Yeah, it's short TikTok amount bites. No, I watched it all yesterday, but other than that, I mean, I just don't think I'm that into anime. Blasphemy oh, to say I know. here. You're but... still in your burnout phase. You'll get they'll get back to it. So... True, yeah. I did carry the show for two years while you had yours. You're back. Yes. <laughs> so, um, man, I am having a hard time wanting to watch Outside of a couple of airing shows? Uh, well, airing still, that's still a high bar to me. So, like, for example, not to steal your thunder, no, but no. What, do, what, do you want, what do you want to watch other than a few airing shows? That seems like a lot to me. Um, I mean, I haven't really had much of a way to go back. Like, mm-hmm. uh, nothing like, it's like, oh, I really got to go watch that show. I did download Bloom Into You, because I've heard good things yep. about it, so... I wanted to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But a lot of these shows, I, I've kind of fallen out of love with. And it's been kind of a slog. Like the Is three... that because like all the shows are like second or third seasons of stuff we've seen? That's how I feel when I check an airing list. I'm like, oh, so it's continuation of 10 isekai and then like three romance shows that are still running. Like nothing is new. Like well, this know. season definitely. I mean, I have stuff set up for next season. I guess I should talk about those too, because I'm probably the is next. Is that happening soon? It, oh, is. No, it is. Yeah, because um, Rent a Girlfriend just finished on on Friday, so a couple more weeks, and we're gonna be in the in the fall season. Yeah, actually, I don't think I've ever been less into anime. This entire season went by without me thinking about it once. Well, okay, so give me an example. I really liked Engage Kiss at first. Mm-hmm. And now I just find the show so fucking boring. All it is. So the big twist in all this show is and spoilers. If you don't want to get spoiled, don't listen to next no, just skip ahead thirty seconds. Close your ears. Close your earballs. 
the sto- the twist is every time he gets Kasira to like her maximum power by kissing, he loses a me- like, uh, memories. And his whole purpose of doing this is he's trying to avenge his family's murder from a demon monster. But he's going to forget what he's doing by the end. Yeah, he's basically, every time he does it... It's Memento. Yeah, basically, it's anime Memento with cute girls. But yeah, then, well, the Brad other Pitt thing... Is cute. Well, there's no Brad Pitt here. But then, then the other thing is, it's Kasira and the other chick, his ex-girlfriend, fighting over him. His ex-girlfriend. And, yeah. Normally that, they normally that, that's that's unique for anime because normally they don't do like an ex as part of the harem, you know. Yeah. Well, this isn't a harem though. That's the thing. Well, it's, I mean, for like a love rival, it's like I feel she like... she can't like get over him and always helps him, you know, because she's like the lead in like the city business of like the demon hunter business, like who gives people all the contracts. So <laughs> she's the CEO and one's like a small vampire child and they compete for his pretty love. much. And she's a high schooler. So, yeah. But yeah, like at first I was like, oh, this episode one is pretty fucking neat. Episode two. OK, it's still kind of fucking neat. But wait, don't worry, guys. It's fine. I looked up her age. Uh, unknown parentheses. Oh. Several hundred years. Perfect. So, you know, perfect. <laughs> I can fap and not be ashamed. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the story now, I'm only in episode five, it was a, episode four, it's the last one I watched, and it's just now, it's just like, I, I don't care. Like, the premise is like, oh, monsters show up, oh, this happens, they fight Focus the monster, happens. and, they fight. yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day. And then after, what, it's like ten minutes of, like, boo-hoo, I don't remember things. Not even that, like, he just, like, he's just like, whatever. He's just like know. a stoic guy. He's like, yeah. I might have no memories, but as long as I killed the demons, and you're like, oh, very cool. Yeah, very pretty, cool pretty, pretty much. <laughs> and like, they try to get you to care, but it's like, I just don't. Like I said, I might end up dropping the show just because it's just, it's just a slog, like, chat-heavy show, and it's just like, it just started off really good, and then it just, it just hasn't been good. It's not like plastic memories where they hit you with the twist early on. You're like, ouch, I care. <laughs> yeah. Or another one. Uh, the Devil's a Part-Timer. I've watched uh, up to episode four. And again, like, it started off fun. And it probably still is. I mean, it, you know, you got to give it that three or four episode thing. But at the end of the day, like. I'm surprised how hyped people were for that show. Because I found the first season really boring. I, I like liked... The com- comedy never really did it for me well and this is like still comedic but it's still kind of like oh now the devil and the and uh you know the woman who's supposed to kill her now have to work together because now they have a child and it's just like uh, yeah they get a heaven the devil is a father no longer a part-time well that's the thing it came from heaven so it's not his child allegedly <laughs> Dude, Gabriel comes from heaven and like Merle's almost on a murder spree. It was great. But yeah, at the end of the day, like it's just one of those shows that I think I'll probably end up finishing. It's just not keeping my attention. Like this hasn't become a show that like I need to watch now. Mm-hmm. Um but, though mentioning Gabriel makes me want to watch more of that other show with the four girls from Heaven and Hell. I forget the oh, name of it. Drop out Gabriel Dropout? Yeah, that makes me want more. Like, give me a second season of that because I thought that show was funny. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Isekai Oji-san again. I've it's they've had some uh, production issues due to COVID, so like they the airing schedule got kind of screwed up. Due to COVID, what year is it? I know, right? Come on. I say it's like I've had COVID twice just this year, but whatever. <laughs> Joe, hey, Joe Brandon said that COVID's over. Why does he have two first names? Who is that? I don't know. It's Joe Brandon. <laughs> Changing my name to Zach Bob. Yes. I want two first names. Yes. Um. Yeah, Joe Brandon, the president, said, hey, COVID's over. Oh, now I get it. It's hot. I like how you were unwilling to explain it the first time. I was waiting for you to get it. Okay. I really didn't get it. No. Okay, good. But yeah, so... I think it's going to be another show. Like, it's funny because the show's good. But 
Like, again, it's not one of those... There's nothing there that makes me be like, Oh, man, I really want to see what happens next. Because the show is basically him just reminiscing about, like, Oh, guys, want to see the time I I, uh, almost got assassinated? And then, like, he's got, like, TiVo. He can literally, like, call memories all a TiVo. He can pause. He can rewind. He can skip around to, like... He can change the view angle of the camera and shit. Like, he can do anything. But it's just like TiVo. He's got magic TiVo that he can just basically show anyone all his time spent in the other world. And that's the show. It's just like, it should just, instead of like, Isekai Oji-san, it should just be like, my uncle tells me about the time he was in a different world via magic TiVo. And TiVo can sponsor (laughs) it. Really it's really like, shut up, Grandpa. You're delusional. Magic TiVo, it'll never be real. Exactly. But is that one still entertaining, or is this one... It's, it's... Does every show suck now? Or is it just, like, the same thing over and over? I That's mean, what it looks like. The, I guess, for me, it's... I want drama. I want a hook. I want something that makes me want to keep watching. And I'm not finding that in these shows. They're just kind of there. And maybe there's more to it. I just haven't got to it yet. But, you know, I'm four or five episodes into each one of these uh, these three. And, like I said, early on, they all started off really good. But, like, mm-hmm. the, like the Isekai Oji-san. The funny thing is, like, oh, yeah, I beat some old fucking Saturn game or NES game or, Gen- or sorry, Genesis game. And then he comes to find out, like, Oh, hey, it says here it was done in five minutes versus your 20. And he's upset and cries. And it's like, oh, man. You know, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of mad. Gag humor. Um, well, I remember the, like, one of the perks when the last time we talked about it was that as someone in their 30s, like, the jokes are, like, relatable. It's, it's, at this point, we're getting media that is making light of, like, the first generation of gamers, I guess. And to me, that's kind of interesting, but it sounds like it's just the same thing over and over with anime tropes. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, there's been nothing yet that's been, like, all it's been is, like, you know, his, his, his the uncle and the, the nephew live together. And the nephew's, like, best childhood friend, like, wants to... DT is DTF with the nephew, and he's like, "Oh, I don't think I like you that way." And the uncle's like, "I want to try to help." And like when he leaves the room, he like is like, "You like my nephew?" Blah blah blah. blah. You know, I can see it. Here's an example. And but he's stupid. Like in the in the in the afterworld or the other world, there was like a girl who's like a tsundere, and like he's too stupid and oblivious to see like she. He finds like a super rare ring. And he's like, here's this ring. And he puts it on her finger. And he's like, with this, you'll never have to worry about money again. And she's like, oh, my God, you're proposing to me. Oh, my God, I'd be so happy. And he's like, enjoy the ring. Bye. (laughs) And then, like, they go back. And, like, the nephew and her friend are like, oh, my God, uncle, you're so fucking retarded. This Carol is clearly into you. And you're so oblivious. Yet he wants to be the matchmaker. I mean, I guess that's funny. At this point, I just have, like, very little sympathy for anime tropes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's the same reason I, like, Darling... And dress Up Darling? Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, Dress Up Darling, like, is a show I would have loved, like, in my era of, like, first two years into anime, like, in Toradora and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been so down. But now, I watch, like, two episodes, and I got to the, like, awkward scene where you, like bumps her boob and stuff measuring her and i'm like i can't relate to this i i don't understand not even like the teenage tension or whatever but i just i don't know like well, people need to use their words i need character development well that and I it's don't... like oh you're measuring my body i might accidentally brush your your breast or you know something well it yeah. happens you're measuring their fucking body right and it should be Sure, build the tension. It's yeah. like inherently sexual and you're in a new relationship or whatever. But we spend like 20 minutes of them just like uh, talking around each other and like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. 
Yeah. No, it's I like a you. show I can't get into now because I'm like, well, it feels like you wasted my time. Yeah. <laughs> you could have done it in five minutes. And like, because this is a trope and like a tension thing that like early anime fans or like younger adults like, they just like stretch it out as much as possible and waste my time. Yep. And I lumped it in with Toradora, but honestly, like I'd still enjoy Toradora today because it doesn't waste your time like that. But but the point being, I was like a more forgiving anime fan back then. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, I get the point of the scene. Let's not make it the whole episode, and then it's the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, makes sense. I feel the same thing about how when you were describing the show to me, I'm like, man, I'd be so down like uh, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so what I so I'm not gonna say you go through every little show, but. Uh, I did watch uh, Licorice Recoil. I watched the first episode dubbed and subbed. Uh, oh, I really liked the dub. What's that? Oh, well, you're getting to it. Uh, not, you yeah. We're professionals, but I was like, how did they compare? Of course. Oh, um, I really liked the character voice actors for both. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the main character, she makes a lot of like funny noises or like, yeah, not funny noises, but you know, she's one of those characters that is very expressive with her, you know, mouth sounds. With her mouth sounds. Oh, well, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like know. automatopoeia. Like, yeah. Ooh, and ooh and wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, like, yeah, and like she's like she's super, expressive and makes cute noises. Yeah, and she's like super hyper, and they with her actually mouth noises. Yes. And and they they did a good job in the English dub, matching okay. that. Yeah, that's usually hard for them to do. There's not as much, like, gaps to be, like, wonderment vocalized pauses in English, I feel like. Yeah, and for me, too, the dub felt easier to follow because there's so much going on. Like, in the opening scene of episode one, um, god damn, I gotta get her name. I, I can't, I only watched the first episode. And I know the blonde girl, I just looked it up. Chisato? Sato, yeah, Chisato, that's who it is. Yeah. So... In the first episode, Chisato is, like, making breakfast, but she has a TV on. Well, the TV is actually telling you important things you need to know. But mm. she also receives a phone call at the same time. So you've got multiple <laughs> freaking voices. There's three lines. Yeah, and, like, I missed most of that because I was listening to Chisato's conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I always, like, lean forward in my chair a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's go time when there's multiple lines of sub. Yes. <laughs> and, like, oh, boy, time to read. Yeah, and there was just more I gathered from the English dub. A lot of people, like, on YouTube and stuff are calling this, like, anime John Wick. Anime John Wick. Because it's cute I mean, girls with guns. But so, essentially, so licorices basically are, like, they stop crime before it even happens. And they show them like... Minority Report. It basically, yeah. It's Minority Report. Um, like, they will like casually assassinate someone in one scene and then walk away in the next. Like, part of the intro to what a licorice is, is like, they're like, oh, we love our country. We make sure that the citizens and people continue to love their safe, beautiful country. And then they're like, shooting someone in the head. As they were like, someone was like running with like a something like a, with something, and like he shot in the head in one quick scene, and the next scene the train leaves and he's gone. You know, like a train pulls up, gets shot, and then before the train's even gone, the body's gone. No one's done the wiser, so it's that kind of thing. And yeah, it's like cute, cute girls who are martial arts experts. They're basically cute orphan assassins. Yeah, that's what a liquor. Cute girls that are orphan secret police that are nationalists. Sounds dangerous, sorry. Yeah, so, like I said, I didn't watch the first episode. I got a few more queued up with the dub. I'm going to continue watching because it seemed to be, like, the cult hit of the se- of the season, and I kind of see why. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, it sounds like it's, like, the least boring of the few you're into. So. Yeah, and then I've been really digging on the uh, Call of the Night. I, again, I wasn't watching it, and at first I was like, man, this is kind of boring. But then, like, watching them back-to-back, it got better. And then they finally got around to the twist. So then it was like, oh, cool, finally, there's stakes. That, and I just love the intro and outro songs. They're really fucking good. I'll have to look those up. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. And then uh, my ex is my stepsister. Has been really good. They finally got into the backstory. Like, episode 9, 
was 100% about their relationship previous to them becoming siblings. And it's so funny because the show continuously, their, their favorite line to go to is, in my earlier years, I made a childish mistake. You know, and it was only like six months ago. And my more fun. Yeah, so they're, and they're my both more, children still. Yes. In my youthful and, days. In my youthful, uh, yeah. In my more formidable days, or whatever, you know. Oh, I made a childish mm-hmm. mistake by having a boyfriend or by having a girlfriend, you know. But it's it's still a fun show. Um, you know, it's nothing. They've They've toned down the risque, like, oh, whoops, my towel fell off, phony chan like that was a one time thing thankfully maybe well maybe a couple times maybe three times in the whole, three times in the whole series there's been like a little bit of etchy but now they've really mm-hmm. backed off of it which I'm really happy for because at the end of the day it's like Jesus Christ what do you want to do here do you want to tell a fucking you know ha ha harem or you know just some you know taboo subject or do you want to like tell a good story and you know not have that extra dumb shit, you know? Yeah. I assume most would want to do the fan service one. Yeah. It seems to sell better. And I kind of feel like the fan service was there because, like, ah, oh, it's episode one. We gotta put something in there. You know, I don't know. Honestly, just give me drama, like White Album, or give me... Exactly. Cute, wholesome romance like Suki Gakure. That's the only romance I'm into now. It's go. not like I'm a prude. I'm gonna watch my fan service show like High School DxD, but that's comedy. I I don't want my romance show to just be like, haha, attention, uh oh, boob. Like yeah. I don't relate to it anymore. Hey, but I I am excited though. There's another season of Girlfriend Girlfriend coming out. Girlfriend Girlfriend. That was the one where the guy was super in love with his girlfriend, and then the other girl's like, I love you! And he's like, and then they became a, uh, yeah, a, yeah. a threesome? A threesome, and then they just kept adding women. Yeah, pretty much. Had the Supposedly, I gave up on, like, episode four. <laughs> I was like, a Twitch streamer? No thanks. I'm done with this show. Yeah. I've, had, I've had enough YouTube celebrity show. I, it was funny for like the three I watched, but then it has the same problem I just got into. Oh Jesus! Jesus Christ, dude! You know what I just realized. Hmm. What? I have. Oh my God! Just as many shows. Just as many shows as what? <laughs> oh no! I have seven shows for next season. Just looking at the list, like ahead of time. Yeah, so I already made a list, mm. and I'll just go through them real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. There's Ursa Yatsura. It's a re. It's a redo, like a, you know, it's a brand new version, but it's gonna be a, you know, it's like the 2022 version. Oh, I recognize the girl on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ursa Yatsura is a very popular, famous anime. So thankfully, two of these are, one's a special and one's a movie. I've got the Tony Kaku special called Sefaku that airs sometime next year or earlier this year, next season, I should say. And then I've got the Sword Art Progressive uh, next movie. So thankfully, again, only one thing. <laughs> uh, we'll probably end up watching it probably in 2023. And then, uh, okay, so actual anime now. Spy Family Part 2. Um, and then we got one called Furu Fu Oh god, I can't even Fufu Aiju Kobito Miman. What the hell is that? Oh Jesus Christ. Okay, I, I don't even know if I'm much gonna watch this because it seems wild. So it's a comedy drama etchy romance show, according to Of course uh, it is. Your yeah. favorite. It's done by Kodakawa. I've never heard of Studio Mother. Me either. And Banco Namkai Atlantis is a lending for music. Third-year uh, high school student, I uh, Jiro Yatkin, hope to be partner with Shiori Sakura. Oh, Jesus Christ, these names! With Shiori <laughs> of the same class in the mandatory quote-unquote couple practical course. 
No, of course. I remember mine from high school. Oh, yeah, I always. Yeah. This practical students must demonstrate that they have the necessary skill set to live with a partner of the opposite sex while presenting a certain level of harmony to the video surveillance that guides them. Or sorry, that grades them, excuse me. Unfortunately, by random chance, put his slightly subdued self into the practical... What does that mean? I don't know. Slightly subdued. That's what it is. Slightly subdued self. Oh, I heard slightly. I'm like, are you slightly subdued? No, slightly. Sorry. Okay. And he gets Akira Watanabe and Akiri, Akiri, or it's probably Akari, on the other hand, helped be prepared, or hoped to be paired with her crush, Minami. Their hopes are doubly dashed when they find out that the Shiori and Minami are assigned together. Thus, they reluctantly decide to cooperate to reach the top ten, which would give them uh, the so right to exchange partners if both couples agreed to agree to it. To that it's end, nineteen eighty four, but yeah. but Toradora, they love Square to get each other's love interest but then fall in love on accident. It's Toradora with 1984. Nice. Yeah, there you go. So Toradora's good, and I'm not sure. We'll have to see for this one. Oh, here. Here's the show I've been waiting for. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw oh, Man. Oh, that, that is on the list. It's yeah. called Cool Doji Donchi. Also called Play It Cool Guys. Enter a That's bunch an easier of... Thing to... <laughs> best Best synopsis ever. Enter a bunch of cool guys who look like they got that unapproachable swag. But let's be real. That's not the true them. They're just a bunch of dorks who've got the act down pat. So sit back, grab some popcorn, and enjoy watching a bunch of goofy guys try to look cool all day, every day. I mean, this is like a synopsis I'm actually into. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes! I don't even see that on here. Oh, it's a short. Well, there you go. Yay! I mean, that sounds fun to me. See, I made the stupid mistake of choosing you know, eight fucking anime that aren't shorts. For hey, but season. one's a movie and one's a short. Two are oh, movies. You you yeah, eight one's a special. That. Exactly. And then, yes, Chainsaw Man with Mappa. Yeah. Denchi, a teenage boy living with a chainsaw devil named Pochita. Due to the debt his father left behind, instantly I think of fucking uh, <laughs> uh, Hayate from uh, <laughs> Does his father leave behind a debt? I've still never seen the combat butler. Yes, he, they do. He has been living a rock bottom life while repaying his debt by harvesting devil corpses with Pochita. One day, Denchi is betrayed and killed. That sucks. As his consciousness fades, he makes a contact with Pochita and gets revived as Chainsaw Man. A man with a devil's heart. Let's go. Please tell me. What do you know about this show? I know everyone's opinion I respect on anime or manga, though I don't read it, is excited. So I'm excited. Well, it is a it's guy just very with gr- a chainsaw It's very man. gritty action. It's like... Devil Man, probably. Well, in tone. No, it's like this this guy. Real... Have you seen the picture? Yeah. The guy has a chainsaw for a head. Well, I right. Devil Man's like a very surreal, like, action show. It's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be like half absurd, half gritty, all Chainsaw Man. I don't know. I don't know how to pitch it. <laughs> people, people tell me it's it's good. It has some moral questions. It has some grit, and it has some surrealism. And I'm for it because that's unique. I don't even like Devil Man as much as most people I know. I thought it, that was kind of stupid, but well, it was I, a good, I sh- it was a good show. And the fucking the fucking opening was like the best banger ever. Mm-hmm. And they had all the rap segments too. Yes. That was great. So here's it's, still, it's still a really good show, but like people like it m- the same way they like Inception, where they're like, you see, you just don't understand the end. 
And I'm not sure that's true. So I, I honestly think this next season, I'm going to finally be able to watch Odd, Odd Taxi Out of the Woods, or sorry, Into the Woods, because it's going to be on Crunchyroll. Made in the Abyss is almost done airing, and I want to watch the dub for that. So it's well, definitely watch got that. some stuff to watch. So I guess there is one show I actually wanted to watch in the season I didn't think about. I am going to watch Made in Abyss. I really like the first season. Did you watch the movie? It's a movie I have to there's watch before, the, before the actually, second season? I thought the yes. movie was a recap. No, there's a recap movie, and then there's a new movie. Ah, oh, what the hell. You I need think. to watch the re... Not the recap. You need to watch the movie, though. Okay. Because it forwards... It progresses the story. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to watch the second season. That's still airing. There you go. All right. We are five seconds away. Four, three, two, one... All right, 30 minutes exactly. Let's get into fucking Sword Art Online, Progressive, Aria of... Damn it. Arliss Knight. Thank you. <laughs> Aria of... Damn it. <laughs> it's like, I know it off the top of my head. No. No, I do not. Um. So first to clear up, I mean, it isn't spoilers because it's just a retelling of the first season. Or is it, is my question. I say it's a retelling from Asuna's point of view. Right. It's from Asuna's point of view, but the problem... Uh, man, there's so many problems with it. Well, glasses uh, over a lot. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll just... I'll get into it. So, Asuna is great friends with Misumi Tawazawa. She says she isn't good friends with this girl, and they compete, like, for the best score in school. And she hates her family. Um, they cover that really well. Asuna hates her family, but you yes. know that if you've watched Sword Art forever, because they cover that really well in the Yuki arc, where she like gets out of the game and her mom just like berates her all the time. Oh yeah, I didn't as remember. As an adult in college, yeah, her family yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, I wrote. Um, of course, Asuna's rich, because of course she is. Right? Yeah, they go over all of all of, like her family. Her family just sucking ass in, yeah. in that one. As soon as mom um, is a fucking bitch, always criticizing and being a downer. Like, this is a shitty. As soon as, like, hey, I got A pluses. Well, you sure got A triple pluses. Like your dog, like your sister. You're a disappointment. Yeah. Or your brother. She has a brother. Yeah, whatever. Brother. I was just, yeah. <laughs> like your sibling. Yes. Um, so they play Tekken, actually, is the game they're playing, like, on a phone at school together. And Asuna sucks at Tekken, sadly, yes. and Misumi just kicks her ass every time. And Misumi's like, hey, we have fun playing games, and you need a break, because your mom's a turbo bitch. Yeah. How about we go play Sword Art Online? And, this, and is what, this, is, this is what pissed me off. Misumi is ranked number one in school, but yet has time to play video games and be good at them, and has time to prepare for the launch of Sword Art Online. Like, fuck off. She's a gamer, bro. She's good at everything, like Kirito. And she's cool. female Kirito. Apparently. She's cute. She's smart. She's a gamer. She does, like, a suave leg in front of Asuna sneaking around move in the beginning. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. It's like, it's the hand on wall, but, like, foot on bus stop trope. But anyway. Um... So she's like, why don't you come play the game? And Asuna's like, oh, I don't know. My brother owns the company, but I can't play it or something. It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Because, I mean, I don't actually know, like, her brother's backstory, but they kind of hint that he's, like, going to some conference to show it off for, like, the launch of SAO. And then it's like, oh, I don't know what that is. It's like, how the fuck do you not know what that is? Your brother, like, runs the company. We know he doesn't in, like, the original show, but... He's important at it or something. Um, So she's like, I guess. And then she goes home and finds essay. Because they never, I I mean, unless I missed it, I don't think they cover it in any of the anime or movies how she got into the game. She just was. Yeah, she was just there. Playing the game. Yeah, I just assumed she was like a normal, normal gamer. But she basically like reluctantly, or not even reluctantly, but she like does it as a way to meet up with Masumi again. Yes. Um, and, like, sneaks it in her brother's office because her parents don't want her playing it. So she logs in, and she's looking for Misumi, but it's before they all get called to the, like, center, so she can't find her. Turns out Misumi's this very creepy-looking, goofy man, which I swear the model for it is just, like, definitely a villain we've already seen in Sword Art. <laughs> I can't... Actually, no, you know what it is? 
it's Caster from Fate Stay Night from actually Fate Zero. Caster from Fate Zero has those bug eyes that go different directions and he looks the same. So when I was watching it, and also they have a lot of the same music as like Fate Stay Night does, I was like, this is just Fate Stay Night. Mito is, is as a scythe-wielding crazy man, is just that guy. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. I like the fact <laughs> that she gets into the game and she's like, I'm looking for Mitsumi. What's uh, that? Ding dong. No, I don't want teams. Uh, give me <laughs> give me a second here. Okay. Oh, no. All right, sorry about that. Um, yay. Random phone calls. Um, where was I going? Oh, I like the fact that when she was in the, uh, she gets in the game and she's like, I'm looking for Mitsumi. Where is she? Yeah. I'm, and she's like yelling. It's like she has no concept of like an online handle. True. Yeah. No anonymity, no anything, which will end up working out because when Kaiba shows up and like turns everyone into them, their yes. real selves. I was like, hey, you, I thought you said you were a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which happened in the first yes. season too. It's still, yeah. it was still funny. It's good to see it again. Yes. Um. Okay, but that that actually brings up my first issue with the show: the gender identity of Misumi. They clearly paint her as like interested in Asuna, yes, but uncomfortable being a woman or cute. And I was like, oh, so they made her a guy in the game. Well, That's cool. Okay, but okay. Uh, let, let me let me go, go somewhere with it. Okay, sorry. The place I'm going is like, is this the first time anime is gonna do like a transgender feeling character instead of just like the cross dressing character? You know how they like mm-hmm. don't give that any seriousness. So I was like, oh, clearly she likes Asuna, but was uncomfortable being a woman in the scene where they do the braiding. She's like very, you know, brush shy about it. Yes. Um, and it's like I'm not cute. There's no way that could work on me. So I was like, that's cool. They let her be a guy in the game. And then quickly they don't, you know, because everyone is turned into their, like, normal self. And they don't comment about it. And that's fine, because, like, maybe I read too much into it. But it felt weird. (laughs) You'd think she would have, like, had a discussion about that. Because her only discussion was, like, I kind of like characters (laughs) like this, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. Um, Yeah. Because then, like, every scene where they get close... She could just be awkward because she likes Asuna or has, like, a crush or something. That's fine. It's, like, a sexuality problem. But it seemed like they were almost setting up, like, a successfully gender dysphoric character, hmm. which I've never seen in anime. And I then I'm like, oh, nope, she's actually comfortable being a woman, I guess. But, like, every scene in her is awkward. <laughs> she's awkward. I thought it was just, hey, I'm going to be a male character because if I'm a female, people are going to hit on me or be creepy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Could, I mean, there's like so many reasons. Yeah. So I I read a lot into it, but it's like a unique thing anime doesn't do without making a joke generally. And this time they didn't make a joke, so that was good. I think because you know, now like you and I can have the discussion of like why did it happen instead of it just being like a gag. You know, that would be a really good question to ask the creator. Seriously, that'd be a great question of why did you make Mito a male player? Originally, yeah. Like, why is, did there any, is there any reasoning behind it, other than the joke of, "You're not Mito. Ah, oh, you're a big scary guy, and you're scary looking," and then they get turned into their normal self. Knowing the writer and how shit most of Sword Art is, I imagine he has no good reason. Yeah, I was but, gonna say. I think we're giving him too much credit. Yeah. Knowing the author, we're giving him too much credit. But it'd be cool if he did have a reason. Because don't you agree? Like every scene prior to that kind of set up, she was like uncomfortable being like the like. Cute oh, hold girl. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Motherfuck. It's hold New on. York again. No, it's uh the recording just stopped and fucking. Oh, thank. Okay, what the hell? Unable to display online help. Okay. Oh. Like, I'll rehash it. I'm mad. Yeah, please, please rehash, because literally the recording, I don't know if it just recorded everything or not, but uh, yeah, it like froze. So yeah, please, okay, please start. So where are we? Right as we restarted after the call? Yeah. No, just, I, th- I think we're giving them too much, the, the creator too much credit for something deep and unique. Yeah, no, I agree. But But don't you agree, like every scene prior to that painted her like as uncomfortable at, well... 
either in like having a crush or I the reason I read too much into it was mm -hmm. the gaming scene where she's like, man, I forgot that was televised. I'm uncomfortable as a woman competing in games. And her outfit was like tomboy sports attire, you know? Yeah. So like to me, I was like, oh, she just, you know, she either wants it to be a tomboy or like a guy. And then they might made her a guy in the game. And I'm like, I'm excited because now we're going to have a gender discussion, which I've never seen anime do correctly. Yeah. Or with with sensitivity yeah and then no it was just like you're a spooky man and she's like haha it's me so you're like what <laughs> it just seemed it seemed like they built the tension right and then just it fell flat and that was my like first complaint because i was like man i thought we were going somewhere good yeah i hear you so then the show continues as normal my biggest gripe with it overall starting from this point where like the game starts for real and they're trapped in it is like, I'm trying to reconcile it with what I've seen in the actual first season. And if Mito is one of the beta testers and is very important to Asuna, how come she never is seen or comes up in the actual story? Yeah, I agree. So it's like, that's what made me think. I'm like, is this just like a, not just from Asuna's perspective, but a retelling? Because surely no one else was there when they defeat the first floor boss at the end in the original one. It's yeah. just Asuna and Kirito. If someone was like equally powerful, they would have been in the scene. Um, now, I have one note here that says, did they mention in the first SAO that m multiple news agencies were talking about people dying from SAO oh, when the no, news not gear was removed? No, they didn't. Okay, I didn't that think so. That stood out so. to me, too, and I was like, this is a better way to do it. Because it was one of my biggest complaints, or most people's biggest complaints of the first season, is the consequences never felt real. It felt like a threat, right? Yeah. And even when it concludes, you see them, like, walk out of the hospital, and they never actually tell you, like, who died or who lived. But in this one, they're like, 1,800 people have already died. Or even in the first thing, he's like, people have tried unplugging the device and taking it off, and that's killed 100 people, so don't do it. It's like a credible threat. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, he's just like, ah, you'll die if you die in the game. Goodbye. So I like that this version of the telling gives the consequences that the game should have and the narrative should have. Mm -hmm. um, so then they do a bunch of bullshit. They are nice together, blah, blah, blah. I'm really happy Kirito isn't in it because every Sword Art season without him in it or his harem is better <laughs> than when he's in it. But eventually he shows up. He saves Asuna from certain doom while Mito yeah. runs away because she was all like this is where I was kind of weirded out too where like they have one bad fight and now like Mito is like oh I'm a terrible friend bye and then like Austin is like oh fuck this I'm gonna go kill myself yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah she's, that was my first she's, big gripe but the she's show. good it's... enough to be like soloing a bunch of shit yeah, that's my big gripe with it, too. I'm glad you also felt that way. Because also from everything else you've seen, like, that's not her personality at all. She helps, like, every single person she encounters in, like, the normal show, you know? Yeah. Like, with... Uh, and also, like, sure, Mito ran away because she didn't want to see Asuna die or whatever. But then, but then I... Asuna sees her in the meeting and is like, man... I feel sad that that bitch betrayed me. It's like, no, the Austin that we know would like run up to her and ask her what the hell, you know? Yeah. And like my other thing too is like, this is an online game. Our like, our, you know what I mean? Like they were friends in the game. Like wouldn't they used to be able to like look up and be like, cause you know, they show like, you know, That's other things. Too, they could yeah. add a big search function. Couldn't you just look up and be like, hey, Mito's alive. Hey, Asuna made it somehow. Let me go yeah, find you know. her and, and like, find out like and apologize and be like... Also, other big problem, you know where Asuna was right after that battle? In the fucking room they were renting together. Oh, that's it true, showed, yeah. It showed like the TV like, and the sad. hair clip. Yeah. yeah the t and you're like, oh, so Mito thinks you died and she doesn't decide to check the one place you guys lived together? What? <laughs> Yeah, that it's, works it's, all that it's, shit. It's terrible storytelling. Yep. Yeah, like they just needed some kind of hook for the majority of the season. Or not season, I'm sorry. For the majority of the movie. And this was it. This was, well, how do we get to have Asuna being better and more independent without having to rely on another character? <laughs> the problem is they made it, how do we get Asuna to rely on Kirito? That, that's exactly it. 
they didn't even give her a chance to be because they they even like went from like i saved you okay bye okay yeah whatever bye and the next time they meet oh man i i I really want to be with you and and fight the things and i also wrote here asana asana loved kirito's cream from the first bite (laughs) i mean it's yeah it's absurd that she falls like quickly in love with him but not the same characteristics that Mito exhibited. You know, they're basically Mito and Kirito are the same people. <laughs> they both care for Asuna and they both are good at the game, etc. Yeah. What do you think of the retelling of the uh of the room with the uh treasure chest that killed all the that killed all I thought the... that was good. Yeah, I thought that was better. I, I also like it that Asuna witnessed it, but the problem is <clears throat> So, like, I was excited after they showed that point where they're like, man, now they have trauma. Because we know from the first season, they have what what I would consider the best episode in all of Sword Art, where Kirito forms, like, the guild with those people, and they all get murdered in the trap room. And then he has, like, the sad Christmas episode where he records a message on the little... Or he listens to Sachi's recorded message. And, like, that's, like, the highlight, because it's the only time that does, like, sad tension well. But now I'm like, oh... Asuna has the same experience. I can't wait for them to meet in the retelling because they're going to talk about their trauma. But what happens? She's like, stop. If we both survive, I'll tell you. And then what happens after they both survive? She's like, stop. I already know what you're going to (laughs) say. And you're like, no wonder Kirito has unresolved drama. trauma. Every time he goes to share it, Asuna's like, "Uh, don't think we need to hear that. Shut up. Stop talking. It would be, like, such a good thing for them to share together, to, like, get over it and grow closer. But, like, every time I'm like, oh, this fucking author, he's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to write a scene where characters have feelings and they develop. Ruto can just not say it. <laughs> God, it's so upsetting. I hate it. I hate that part. I hate, I hate everything, like, past the halfway point. Vito running away and never trying to find Asuna makes no sense. Kirito showing up as the hero is always, the stoic hero man. Um is boring to me and then the one chance i have for like a cooler retelling of them being close austin is like don't tell me two times sorry both times cock blocked your feelings goodbye yep well and that's what I was that's to... that's my summary <laughs> and that's what i was trying to figure out too like okay they're at the meeting here you know we obviously see mito and don't does she not meant does she not see her or does she just choose to ignore her? Like, you know what I mean? Again, it comes back to, like, once well, he's Mito together... didn't see her because she had a hood on. But Asuna saw Mito and just decided not to go up to her. Yeah. Which makes no sense from, like, what we know about Asuna's character. Like, trauma or not, and feeling like they left you. I mean, everything about her interactions with everyone in the original show, she would be like, what the hell happened? And just, like, because she's confrontational and caring. He would just run up there and be like, what the hell, Mito? And Mito would be like, oh my god, you're not dead. And then they would just get him <laughs> Yeah. But instead, they just don't talk. And then every time I'm like, well, at least the movie will give me a reason to like Kirito as a human. Asuna's like, do not share your feelings, Kirito. Sorry. Rip. Yeah. There wasn't like a redeeming part past the halfway point. I think. What did you like about it? You gave it an 8, which is insane to me. Well, well, what did it do that was good? <laughs> so I thought the store, like the movie, was just good. They did a good job of just pacing. I thought. True, it was paced well. And you know that last bit, that last big fight was really fun, and the mm-hmm. reconnection of Mito and Asuna. And I always liked them yelling, "Switchy!" Yeah, true, sweetie. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, I didn't find myself uh, checking the clock. I wasn't like, oh man, this is boring. No, I thought it went really, really smooth, and it told, uh, no, you know, it's easier looking back after the fact that maybe, maybe that eight was maybe the after movie glow of man, that was really good. But now that I I've had some time not being boring i like i wasn't checking the clock and also the pacing was good i agree with all that but the whole time i was still like i'm mad because this could atone for what sao has done wrong mm-hmm. and it does not attempt that you know mm-hmm. no <laughs> like you're gonna and... do a retelling add something and instead it adds 
the dependency and not character development. We yeah, all and that's where I was a little frustrated too. Where I was the same way. Where I was like, really? She has to depend on one character and then goes right to depending on another character. <laughs> but yet she's clearly capable on her own. Yeah, she's like, I'm literally willing to die to live my own life. And she's like, never mind, I'm chasing Kirito. And you're like, hmm. Yeah, like, it just seemed, like, really lazy, that, mm-hmm. uh, that ending of us, like, I'm going to be with you now. But and that's we know, why. But we know from the show that's not how any of this happened. And that's what kind of sucks, where it's like, you didn't even link any True. of the events yeah. that we've all clearly seen. That's why I just, I would put it like, despite what the author wants to label it, it's just like a retelling, because in the first one, Asuna puts her hood on and goes away again, <laughs> so Kirito doesn't get to know who she is. Yeah. And then, uh, also, Mito's like, just as important as Kirito almost at this point, and she wasn't in the first one, so... Exactly. I thought she was going to, I thought in the scene with all the plants, she was going to die, because I'm like, they need a way to get her completely out of the story, because she is not a real character. <laughs> yeah. But No. And at the end of the day, it was just like, cool, I'm glad we got to learn more about Asuna because I feel like that's one of the main characters that we don't mm-hmm, really get to learn about her. Like, why did she end up in the game? Who is she? You know? Like, not, but at the end of the day, too, she's just like, oh, my we brother really get like, to learn much. works for she's the just dependent. Yeah, she's just dependent on everyone she encounters. Which is sad because the best part of all of Sword Art online media, I still think, is the Yuki arc with her and Yuki. Um, also, I thought Mito was like an interesting callback to Yuki because their like long hair, long purple hair is like a similar character design. So it's like, oh, interesting. Like Asuna has a reason to, even appearance-wise, want to help Yuki in in the other Sao series. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Their character design similar, but like the reason that's the best part of all of Sword Art is Asuna gets to be her own character without Kirito, and here they just don't let her. They're like, never mind. You're dependent on a new person now. Yeah. And she doesn't need to be. Nearly at any time. But, but I mean, the writer's just like horribly disconnected and sexist. I, I'm just going to start slinging personal attacks. Because we know from all the other bullshit sword art media with all the rape scenes and the really bad one in the other season. Forget the name of it. Something Infinity War or whatever the fuck. The evil yeah. War. Um, We know like... The character couldn't even distinguish who the villain was between the person raping her and the guy who was just kind of sitting there. And she's like, I'm new to this world. I don't know who's bad. And you're like, the person committing rape is bad. Most moral <laughs> standards recognize that. It's not confusing. It is assault of your character. Yeah. Kill that person. So, like, the writer is just, ugh, gross. Gross sexism disconnect. And I was very excited for, like, a redemption of him as a writer with, like, Mito's character, but he never got there. I was like, Mito gets to be her own person and, like, have a gender identity crisis? And no, nope. I mean, I'm not mad about that one, because, like, it's his character, and she doesn't need to be, like, wanting to be a man. But the point being, it's like, I keep getting excited for development of a character, and then I remember who made the show I'm watching when Kirito gets on screen. I was like, oh... It's time for the self-insert fantasy of this author. Yeah, yep. and, I, and I wonder, so like... So I'm riled up. Yeah, you go. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I also feel like, what... How much, like, self-serving fantasy do we need? This show's been around for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. I, more than, like, how much of it do we need? Why can they not figure out what is good? Like, people review it based on what is good. Uh, even, I'm not even, like, a hot take person for sword art. It's, like, cool. To, as we discussed, like, in season two, it's cool to hate sword art, right? But the parts it does well are, like, the bromance and palatization between Yuji and Kirito. It's like, wow, without a harem, Kirito's kind of a cool character. He's kind of a good friend, you know? <laughs> He's, like, a lame, shut-in lover, but as a friend, kind of cool. And Yuji was a cool character. And then, oh, in the second season, Asuna gets to help Yuki and be her own person. That's also very cool and good, and most people really like that. So, like, how are we 11, 10 or 11 years in, and they don't know what people want to see? It's just bizarre. Like, if you're going to do a rewrite of your own series, uh, why make it the same? It, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it should be the same, I guess. 
if you're trying to say it's not a remake. Uh, but then why even make it? It's it's a strange conundrum. It has to be different enough to be new, but clearly he just wants to write all the same tropes. He's just going to keep making sword art and sometimes accidentally make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So, bummer. <sighs> yeah. I, I wanted it to be less of a reboot and more of an Asuna story, but it's just like reboot as soon as they put Kirito in, you know? It's just the same. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And at the end of the day, it's just like... I don't know. Like, I guess I'm kind of curious now. So what's the next movie going to be about? Whoever the Catwoman was at the end, but that isn't even in the first one, so who fucking knows? The Catwoman. Remind me, please. Uh, they show her at like, the very end when they go to the second floor. She's like, She has the little marks, and she's like, ha ha, those people are the most powerful. Interesting. Oh, the yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Sorry, I completely... I looked her up, it. and it says, Argo the Rat serves oh. as an information broker in the death game. Kirito and Argo suspect each other, without a doubt, to be fellow beta testers, but refuse to confirm. Gotcha. So I have no idea. Huh. Are you looking forward to... The next movie, because I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it is a movie. I love shitting on it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I still gave this one a six. It has the strength, like you said, where I wasn't bored, but also I was infuriated because it's just poorly written. But that's fine because, like, I get the benefit of it not being boring, and I can finish it and be like, that wasn't boring, but it wasn't good. And then I get the perk of shitting on it. So yeah, sign me up for another one, please. I hope. I hope. Ayano gets to be in it, the girl with the dragon, and I hope the coolest part of the story, I think, is the laughing coffin, Kirito having to kill them all, because later they, like, in Gun Gal, they, like, talk about him having trauma of having to actually kill people out of self-defense in PvP or whatever, and I'm like, that's an interesting story. So I hope the rat person sells information to laughing coffin, they have to go murder them all, and then I hope they give Kirito a scene where he can talk about his feelings. Poor, poor Kirito, he really needs it. Yes. That's my hope. It won't happen, but I'll still watch it so I can bitch about it not happening. So would you rather have more movies or another series? Hmm. Both. They're the same to me. That being said, Alitization, the first half was, like, good. Yeah. So I guess, like, if I want good anime, I would want another series to see if they can, like, accidentally make it good again. But as far as just, like, SAO media that's easy to consume and make fun of, I think the movies are good. They're digestible. They're paced well. They're not boring because they have, like, an action budget to animate fighting, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The same thing with the other movie. Like, Ordinal Scale, really bad. Really bad. But never was it, like, boring, so... I feel like movies are fine because, like, they're not boring and I get to complain about what's bad. Fair. All Sign right. me up for another one. I gave, I gave, yeah, right. I gave Ordinal Scale a five and this a six, but, like, I'd probably still rather see a movie, even though I gave the first season of Alitization a seven. So, like, clearly there's one that's better, but, like, I'm kind of in it for the, for the, for the review at this point, I think. As someone who has not seen Ordinal Scale, is it worth going back and rewatching as someone who's watched, you know, someone I'm trying to say from some of my shoes. Yeah. Let's Does see. Ordinal scale provide anything useful. I'm assuming not because it's already not at all. No. a couple seasons. Ago. No, it's really bad. Okay. No one gets any development. Very bad. Premise is goofy. Yes. It's really um, bad. Gotcha. <laughs> if you're going to rewatch something, it would be more worth watching something as like a refresher. Like like the end of season two where Asuna helps Yuki. Because it's the strongest part. And it'll remind you like what Asuna, Asuna's character actually is. And then you can compare it to the next movie and be like, damn, why is she not a human? <laughs> I think that would be both enjoyable because it's the best part of sword art and useful to like review because now now you'll feel like me where you're like this isn't even the character that asana is supposed to be but you already felt because you're like why didn't she just say something gotcha yep all right all right i'm excited for the next one there you go well anything else you want to discuss before we wrap it up 
No. Nope. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, stay safe and uh, take care. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.